Alright, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin. That was a pretty good humpty. Thanks. I've got a nasal voice. It helps. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. And this is the sexiest of all episodes, number mm-hmm. 69. <laughs> 69, dude. Where we're going to be covering the one hour, eight minute, and one second mark to the one hour, nine minute mark. And this is your host, Aaron. I captain this little enterprise, but this ship don't fly without the spock and bones of this operation. Damn it, Aaron. You're just gonna <laughs> I'm, take a, I'm, a, I'm a podcaster, not a doctor. Good stuff. I tried. Fascinating. <laughs> I'm well, Ryan, by the way. This worked out really well. The reason I went down this path was, I don't know if you, I sent you guys a text about that, but since you never commented on it, I was wondering if you ever clicked through on this, that IDW is mashing up Transformers and Star Trek. I don't Trek. remember this link. Uh, no, I don't think I've seen this. Check it out. It's uh, They're basically taking the cartoon universe, which I believe was, the, you would say, canonically connected to the television series. Yeah. If I'm, I mean, there were characters in the cartoon that you never saw on the television series, like... This tiger woman uh, thing. One but... of your ex-girlfriends got me the whole animated run on DVD. <laughs> hmm. That was probably at my suggestion. Uh, 100%. <laughs> but anyway, these comic covers look very cool. They look very um, homage to the G1 that yeah. we all know and love. To the point where there's one with the, the Energon axe. Energon axe? But they have the the one difference is they've got a character that was not invented until modern IDW times, and that is Windblade, but she appears to be drawn in the G1 mm-hmm. style. But the covers so far are very cool, and actually there's a cover that weird. we haven't seen yet. I, mean, I don't know how I feel about this. Why not? I don't like mashups, really. I mean, G.I. Joe and Transformers make sense, but I don't... I don't know what either Transformers or Star Trek could bring to each other's universe that would be in an interesting way. It's an odd mashup. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I... I'm just I'm trying to find the other cover. There's a, okay. Well, maybe this is the main thing we're looking for here. You can cut the two separate covers. Oh, so you and can the see Klingons the, are on the on the Decepticons. Yeah, side. you can see that. Yeah, the Klingons and Decepticons have teamed up. Let's see here. The synopsis is. The series will begin in the Star Trek universe when the USS Enterprise answers a distress call on the edge of Klingon space only to find a dilithium mine under attack from 20th century era jets and helicopters. When a certain red truck shows up to lend a hand, however, Kirk and the crew discover that there's more than meets Uh. the eye to their new vehicular (laughs) friends and foes. That comes from Gizmodo. 
Um, all right, well, I'm going to look at it. I'll check it out. I, I, I think I'm going to take a pass. I, I know that there's some people very excited about this, but I don't. I Without seeing it, obviously, I... I'm sure it's fine. It's just not for me. It just seems like a stretch. Fuck, this is the opposite of what I expected to happen when I shared this information oh, really? with you. Yeah, I thought your fucking balls would have I, I shouldn't think you could. Gooey, white, You are really bad at predicting what our reactions to anything will That's be. true. I don't, it's like I don't know These you. things should not belong together. Uh, it's fine. Like uh, Anything can be for anybody. That's now, fine. I just uh, it's, it's just not for me. I would only be into it if all of a sudden the Enterprise transformed into a robot. That would be really cool, See? actually. There we go. All right. <laughs> I mean, maybe not, but <laughs> it did have a knee-jerk like, oh, that's neat. <laughs> so when I Google the phrase Enterprise Transformer, this is of a thing that exists. exists. Oh, I'm sure they do. Mm. Spock Prime. The Trekformers. Trek yeah. <laughs> More than the final front. That's just pushing. It. That's just <laughs> More than the final frontier. All right. Well, let's transition right off this topic into our last episode recap. Yeah. So last time we saw that the Autobot crewed Quintessonian ship takes off side by side with its Junkonian counterpart, or would you say Junkion counterpart? Whatever. Sure. To face off against Unicron, Galvatron stands up to Unicron and throws down some gangsta-ass threats, but Unicron calls Galvi's bluff and kicks off what appears to be some sort of transformation sequence? Question mark? <laughs> Absolutely. What would it be like if they had added the Transformer sound to Unicron transforming? Just really long, yeah. one minute. Or just over and over again. Slow. Yeah, just over and over again. That would have been gone. Or slowed it down to where... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it just sounds like you're trying to hack... That's just... Okay, everyone is now tuned out. Uh, stop it! I've tuned out. So right at the top of the uh, one hour, eight minute mark, we're seeing giant metal platforms protruding into, uh, whoops, hang on. I love, like, the leg, the leg, which is kind of bridge, the right there, at, um, uh, like, two seconds. Right at the, the top minute, of the yeah, minute, yeah. Where the legs transform the side shot uh, of the legs popping out. That's probably my favorite part of the transformation. Yeah, sequence. it's like a platform protrudes into frame. The top of the platform disengages, mm -hmm. folds itself out, creating an extended platform. My question, I was trying to figure out, what is that supposed to be? Like, I feel like it has to be connected to something we know of him in robot mode. There's enough detail there to probably figure it that's out. That's his like, legs. You think that's his legs? Yeah, like this is like on the right part of the screen. That's his quad. I'm and paused that's his, uh, on the eight oh one or the eight minute and one second mark here. So and those then, are his knee yeah, guards. Like, and here is what we're seeing. This is the and this is the continuation because that's yeah. certainly his feet that have that yeah. transform. Yeah. So the shot now is it's a kind of a long shot of two tower-like structures. It's a shot crotch. from his dick. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it is. Um, from the end of which some spiky protrusions open up, mm -hmm. and I think we recognize those as his feet. His feet. Um, two large round areas kind of separate from each other. I'm assuming that this is kind of his, maybe his torso area. I don't know what that is, honestly. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, it must be his arm. Part of his arm. It's got to be his forearms disengaging from his shoulders. Oh, sure. I think that's got to be what it is because he has spikes coming out of the sides of his forearms. We see an almost dead-on view at this point of what we are certain is Unicron's forearm with the um, hand not yet emerged out mm -hmm. of the wrist. At first, we see the fist. We see it in the hole. We know, we, know what's, we know what's going on yeah. there. 
Uh, the fist. We know all about fists and holes. That's right. Freeze yep. itself. Shoot. We're moving right on. Past <laughs> The fist frees itself from the forearm. I always loved this part. The way the hand, the hand comes, comes out, out, of, oh, the, it's so out cool. of the wrist hole. And it, it just kind of flexes and opens up and just looks amazing. Not only is it a cool like shot for, uh, like illustration-wise, but it just feels like that's definitely how that would transform. Because there are Transformers that do that. Right. Yeah. In toy form. But it's con- very connected to what we've experienced. Exactly. Ourselves. And they do it a lot on screen as well. So one thing I'm trying to figure out here, help me get my bearings. That has to be his right... His right ar- arm. Right? Wait. Huh. Because, like... <sighs> that has to be his right arm. So this must be the back of Unicron that we're seeing here. He could have his hands back like this. He's, like, flying towards it But like then that. his hand would have rotated. If it were his left eight. arm... Oh, you're right. His It's definitely thumb. this hand. It's <laughs> wow. But it's on that side of the body. Right. So this has to be the back side of Unicron. But nobody can see what I'm pointing at. <laughs> the structures towards the oh, top of be... the screen have to be the back of Unicron. And we're kind of... Actually, like his face would be looking down it, towards the yeah, bottom of the screen. Yeah, you could twist your hand like that. But it's not really comfortable. But yeah, I can It could be... It could well, be... let's see what this is. This is his left hand. So yeah... So yeah, next sequence, definitely. next sequence is uh, like it's almost like his forearm is on a track and it disengages and slides, sure, uh, slides backwards and releases what would be his left hand. So we could have avoided that whole <laughs> discussion. It's almost like we didn't just watch this minute. <laughs> but uh, both of those sequences, I've always loved. We uh, then uh, see some of the machinations of what we have to assume at this point are his chest and abdomen. So there's mm-hmm. various panels that open up only to be filled with new metallic <laughs> organs and instruments. Um, Galvatron stumbles backwards on the transforming landscape. He continues to clutch the Matrix, which glows from between his fingers. Uh, as he walks backwards, what was once an uneven and sort of tech greebled crust is now flattened and relatively smooth. Oh, and here's that... Uh, uh Eight minute, 26 second, uh, we get to see Unicron's abs. That's right. Galvatron is on a platform in what appears to be his Galva- or, uh, Unicron's just ripped six pack. Opens up. Sheets of metal that are obscuring them open up and you kind of see like a shiny digestive system mm-hmm. perhaps. And then uh, like his face comes into frame where we see a beard. He does have a beard. I feel like I feel like this is going to lead to something <laughs> later on in the discussion here. Um, it's an extreme upward angle. I presume that's it's supposed to be Galvatron's vantage yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we so the chest is kind of finishing its movement into place. The head emerges. This thing is incredible. Um, starting from a close up of Galvatron's shiny red eye, which I've always loved this. Oh, little yeah. moment here. Um, the, the the camera kind of zooms out to reveal his expression of shock, horror. He's just he's shitting his pants. Everything at this point in this frame, like we're paused at uh, 32 seconds in, is very pretty. Like it's a great illustration. It's very well rendered, and like that that glow of presumably Unicron's eyes mm-hmm. um, on Galvatron is a great bouncing touch. off of him in little selective locations. Mm-hmm. Here looks amazing, and not only that, but the background is still shifting and moving. You mm-hmm. see Unicron's hand. Uh, in the background, you can still see what is appears to be sort of almost cityscapes that haven't yeah. kind of completely flattened yeah. out um, in the background. It really here. helps with the scale. Yeah, totally. I mean, it looks. I mean, what does that represent? Hundreds of miles, perhaps? Of ah, uh, uh, no. I say usually, usually the, the horizon is around four to seven miles. Oh, okay. All right. Well, 
At sea level, 12 miles. It's but still. It's that's on Earth. That's if you're standing. Well, if you're laying. What are you, why would you be laying down? He's standing. If I'm on the beach, I'm laying down, dude. <laughs> I, oh, so sea level literally means you're at the sea. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> so, but wait a minute. So the difference between standing and sitting down is a solid five miles. Yes. I, I don't know about the math on that, but that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Ugh, I hate this conversation. <laughs> I hate it. So, so we see Unicron's hand kind of lift up while Galvatron looks back at the action. And here is where Unicron speaks. I'm going to go ahead and take the, sure, take the privilege take here. For a time, I considered sparing your wretched Cybertron. But now, you shall witness... It's dismemberment. Well, that got bad at the end. Eh. Uh, so you the- sounded like a muppet. <laughs> <laughs> well, so at this point, it's first of all, so, Unicron's mouth doesn't move, which yeah, is pretty cool. It's annoying to me. You don't like it? No, because why? Like, why have a mouth? I don't know, man. Like, here's my thing. So, <laughs> like, what's the why that choice? Like, just don't have a mouth then. Just put a surgical Optimus Prime mask over it. Like, if you're not going to animate the mouth, why do you have a mouth? Well, if you've got a surgical Optimus Prime mask, you don't have a cool beard, but that doesn't matter anyway. Because, <laughs> pause here, 37 seconds in, he's clean shaven. That's right, yeah. He does not look as cool without it. Definitely uh, not. Double beard situation. The adolescent Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The uh, But I do love this illustration, oh, aside yeah. from that. And the thing I think I like the most about it is the background. Like, the way they did space here, mm-hmm. almost, dare I say... Uh, Flora, Flora Dare, dare, mean, you, yeah. dare you say it? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, hey, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the way they did the space background is very cool, very splotchy, not at all like the other space grounds that we'll even or see. Or real space. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is very, like, sort of... Uh, yeah, it's cool. ...inky and uh, just washed kind of feel to it. And this is pretty obvious, like, that you would do this, but, like, I love how they always shoot him... Shoot him. Uh, from low up, so it gives, like, another grander level of scale of like just mm-hmm. uh, you know power and hugeness yeah there's Hugiosity. a lot of rebel, there is a lot of like throughout this and really the whole next minute after this it's just cameras panning all over his body oh, yeah. basically and i guess you kind of have to do that to to scale a battle with a giant and this we, we kind of slipped by but like the 39 to 41 second in here like they switch like views from close from mid shot to close up to far shot and it's all one take and it's mm-hmm. all animated and it looks great. This whole next minute is a lot of completely animated or very heavily animated sequences as opposed to just static backgrounds and characters reacting to those backgrounds. So and yeah, this that moment right I missed it, but basically right at 108:43 you really see him in his most magnificent. Let me come to this here, and and it shows off the background as mm-hmm. well. Like boom, he just looks giant. I love. I just. I love the way that that background looks. Sorry, I keep kissing its ass. No, it's great. Um, he flies. So at this point, he flies at Cybertron as he's talking about dismemberment. No! Another moment where he flies at the camera. We mm-hmm. get to pass Galvatron screaming it. as he's hanging on to Unicron for dear life. Yeah, another uh, another callback to the opening shot where we fly past or Unicron flies past us, and this time we see it, and he's in robot mode. So we see Unicron in scale to Cybertron in a way that we haven't really seen before, and he to me should be much bigger than Cybertron, but he is not. <sighs> it holds together. 
in later. I feel like I haven't watched ahead in a long time, so I feel like this holds up to that's about the same size they keep him in relation to Cybertron. Um, but I think you're right. L- earlier, it seems like he would have been bigger. But yeah. if we judge Galvatron, it seems like Cybertron should be a lot bigger. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, the, the 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 ratio of like the robots. It's are, all over the place. Yeah, it, it, it changes depending on the situation. So some of the early drawings talked about the globes on his spirals being as the big as of Earth. Earth. And I think we've determined that Earth is supposed to be bigger than Cybertron. Yeah, yeah. He, he, I mean, if we're, from that perspective, he should be much he could fit Cybertron like in his, his mouth yeah. his nostril yeah exactly yeah, yeah he could just snot rocket that thing right I mean off. he's the size of a galaxy yeah but <laughs> that's the callback to the original script which is impossible weirdness I mean, from yeah. last week but this still looks great and yeah. here we see him just rearing back uh, and the next sequence, oh heavily animated, we see really from the vantage point as if you're on Cybertron in the, the complex cityscape. All hand-drawn. All hand-drawn, and uh, the, it's the swipe down of the hand and the way it Boom. just Planet claw Boom. into the planet. I mean, just the destructive power is felt pretty uh, easily oh, yeah. here. I mean, uh, the great job of... And kind of portraying the magnitude of damage on one out, little smack could get. It is just balls-to-the-wall action, basically. Um, which, <laughs> whenever I wrote that in my notes, I went down this rabbit hole. Of, I remember I had a vague memory of what balls-out meant. Do you know what balls-out means? Like, what I mean, the origin of balls-out? It doesn't have to do with it, like putting your testicles outside of your pants? No, it's not dirty at all. Okay, what does it mean? Uh, it, it refers to um, uh, 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 the spinning balls on a steam engine, the governor, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, actually that's weird. That was just mentioned in the book I'm reading. Yeah, that's what it means because like, the, the faster, the more steam and more power that the engine creates, the faster those spin and the centrifugal forces force the balls out because yeah. it's, a, it's a valve that regulates steam pressure. And so the yeah. farther out they go, the, the more power is being... That was one of the first mechanical, like... Automatic regulators mm-hmm. ever invented. Yeah, I mean, your dad worked for the railroad. Yeah, by the probably t- not steam engines. <laughs> he worked with some old guys. He started in the early seventies, and they had phased out steam by that point for for, uh, for you know normal use and yeah. all electro diesel. But he worked with some old guys. Still, you know, worked on those, and he said that it was a different class of guys that they <laughs> instead of like doing like. Um, you know, certain kind of metal fabrication. These guys were literally like, you know, these were just giant like steam boilers and stuff. And there was just a lot of hammering and beating on these things in the back in the place involved with those. God damn. Was, life is so fucking hard. Sounds so dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at this point, the shot changes to the inside uh, within the, the attack zone of the city. We see our lonely hey, friend Shockwave. Caleb's favorite. Yeah. Shockwave. He's reacting to the dangers. Yeah. Uh, Decepticons were under attack. Yeah. Scramble. No shit, Shockwave. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, we see uh, dozens of yeah. Decepticons running on platforms. Maybe I'm just like maybe I'm just thinking of the Decepticons. I know I just don't feel like they look very good. They, I mean, obviously it's a second of the movie, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, they like, look like pretender shells to all me. Right, it's like looking at the Autobots on Autobot City. Or yeah, the it's true. These it, are, these it's nitpicky. Not, yeah, these do not look like. One thing I do like is the like the little shuttle that goes through the tube, like the Jetsons. Um, I don't think that's Jetsons, but it has a Decepticon Beam. symbol on it. Yeah, they these people do too. So, right there, yeah. So some of these characters look m- m- like developed. Like obviously these are like just throwaway. There's no 
these aren't assigned to any character, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Caleb may not know that, but these are just generic. <laughs> I wasn't trying to like, diss you. I'm just saying you may you may think that the, that this character we're looking at paused right at the, the 109 the next minute. Sure. Uh, minute mark is a real character because I feel like he looks well designed. He does. Look, like, he does look he looks good. purpose. He doesn't look as generic as for the, the, as, for generic the record, as he is. For the record. You don't know any more about that character than I do at right. this point. But he knows that he doesn't know. Well, nobody knows. I know that's no, not that's, a real character. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm pretty sure that that's not a real character. Yeah, you're pretty sure. But now you're not you know for that. sure. Now you know it. Now that we talked Let's about it. Let's beat him already. up. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this yeah. minute here. So I uh, have also a, though, like there weren't enough real Decepticons to animate. Like you got plenty to draw from. I don't know that they did though. The Decept- there were way more I Autobots guess was, than Decepticons. But it was simultaneous. <laughs> Maybe. In revisiting this movie, I'm, I f- forget just how little, especially later on in the movie, they refer to existing characters. Like, they just completely just yeah, pretty much do away with them. Yeah, and in their next minute, do away with three all, of them. All, yeah. <laughs> so, anywho. Well, just for example, this shelf here... Uh, represents the entirety of the Decepticon lineup. And it actually has more than the Decepticon. I will say it's the same, because I don't have an Astro Train. There's not a Masterpiece Astro Train yet. Of the Season 1 and 2 lineup? I know, yeah. So in in, in its place, we have Octane, who technically didn't come around until Season 3. That's the entire 1986, uh, or up to the movie, Decepticon Mm -hmm. lineup. And then yet above that... We have the Autobots, and below that, we have all the Autobots. So there's easily huh, double right. the Autobots as there are Decepticons. And I'm missing a cliff jumper. I don't. The cliff jumper's not. He'll be here next week. He's finally out. X Transbots. I've seen. I've seen the pictures on Twitter of people like <laughs> getting. They're getting it. excited. Doesn't he come with that cannon? He does come with the cannon. Yeah. He also comes with the sled. I don't remember that from the uh, television I vaguely show. recall that, but I might be manufacturing that memory. <laughs> but the point is, there wasn't a lot of Decepticons that were really developed. And there's really even right. fewer. Well, and actually, I'm not counting... Com- there's also combiners, but there's fre- technically just as many com- Autobot combiners as there is Decepticon combiners. True. With the exception of... Uh, Devastator. Devastator didn't really have a combiner matchup. But the Dinobots were right. made to compete with... It is interesting how all the combiners had a, an analog in the opposite faction. Right. We're, We're cars. <laughs> We're planes. We're different. Which is the fucking weirdest matchup <laughs> of like, hey, what can we do to fight the Stunticons? I don't know, build planes. <laughs> that makes sense. I like the idea that the Decepticons thought just because they built Decepticons that were cars that they could really like, that was the key to fucking up the Autobots. Wait, who, what didn't Starscream, what was the combiner Starscream created? That Bruticus. Bruticus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to compete with Megatron. Yep. Bruticus, right here. There he is. And the individual, <laughs> and the individual t- guys. Uh, that's Unique Toys Ragnaros. That's an awkward name. Yeah. Ragnarok. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the minute, and I will not force us to have the Unicron scale discussion for the 19th time. Sure. Yeah. I will say, remember how many Decepticons we see running here? That'll come be- into play later, something I want to talk about. Okay. So this, should we move right on into... Well, hang on a second. No. I will I will say that I... I <laughs> no. Dug, I dug up some early... There's some... Re- we looked at some of these... Or, um, 
in our last episode. Last week, yeah. But I found some more great... I was trying to find some early Unicron designs, and I think this is about as close as it that's, comes that's to an great. early awesome Unicron picture. design. I'll so post that on the website. That's So that's... And here's another one of him attacking Cybertron, which looks oh, pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's really cool, too. See, is that an old form of... Uh, no, that's, no, that's Galvatron. Galvatron. Oh, Galvatron, You can tell yeah. it's an old form. But there's, of the, the, there's the Decepticon Hall of Heroes before, below. That's and right. And then there's uh, Cyclonus. Yeah, that's And really cool. his armada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool. I'll post uh, that on the website. Oh, and you can see the Quintesson ship in the background. Yeah, I guess the Autobots are just now arriving. Sure and enough. I wonder if the entire planet of junk is somewhere in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, here is another one that I thought was pretty interesting. Well, I guess it's the exact same one. Never mind. Isn't that... Yeah, isn't that Autobot City? Maybe. I think it, it says Fortress Maximus as Autobot City. So this is a point in time where yeah, there's Fortress a, there's Maximus like five, was a concept, but not really. There's like five different designs of uh, Fortress Maximus as Autobot City. Then there's oh, finally yeah. this, which is from like season three, a great shot of Starscream trying to hook Unicron's head up. Mm-hmm. To I love those Cybertron. episodes. They're very silly. But, <laughs> but I just like, look at Unicron's face. He looks not intimidating Duh. at all. Yeah. His eyes are a little crossed. Was, it looks like I he's was, gained weight. I always liked when they'd go back and visit his floating head. Like, yeah. yeah. Was, and then the one thing I thought would be worth, at one point oh, in yeah, time, Cybertron. and I don't know if that, maybe that happens in your script, but while I came across it, Cybertron and its robot mode. So he has this sort of, I mean, it's very interesting set of drawings. He has wings like Unicron. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat looking. He has like, I can't tell if it's supposed to be a whip or an electric saber. I felt like it was a sword. Uh, I Also interesting, as I came across this early drawing of Ultra Magnus. Yeah. Who looks really like um, Orion Pax. Orion Pax, yeah. That's very like Orion much like. design. So, anyway, old, I mean, we've been sucking Floro Dairy's dick for a long time around here at the Autopod Decepticast, and I guess we'll continue to do so. Mm hmm. Because his drawings are. Because it's episode 69. Thanks for bringing it. Thanks for bringing it back to that. (laughs) Uh, So, that means it's time for the old. Rip deviations. (laughs) In my version of the script. Uh, which is a lot more close in to what we see on screen. It's uh, a lot more clear about the fate of Shockwave. Uh, he does deliver the line, we're under attack, scramble. But then the script mentions that we, uh, we see <laughs> scramble. That wasn't good. <laughs> Get down. Get to the drama. The script then mentions that we see from Shockwave's point of view, he's looking out his tower window, perhaps the tower window from the beginning of the movie that we saw him in, Mm -hmm. and uh, Unicron's hand reaches out towards the window, grabs it, and squeezes. The walls around Shockwave crash in. The shot changes to a space shot. We see Unicron tear the tower off and crush it. So while uh, the script doesn't say he is dead, it does seem that he probably heavily implies it. And uh, that's really the only major difference between mine and what we see on screen. So, Ryan, you want to take um, it away? Mine is similar in that vein um, only. Um, so, basically, uh, this one we are on Galvatron. Um, as the surface which he stands on tilts violently, moves up vertically, knocking him backwards. And we cut to, like, a scene of... or We're pulled back from, Galvat- or from Unicron's hand, which is where Galvatron is sitting. And it says that he is the size of a flea mm. on the back of Ingester's hand. Um, which is a problem... Because, I mean, that's not much larger than movie Unicron. Um, Like, I can see a flea on my arm, and I can't see a human from a satellite image. And so, I mean, he's 
not clearly, he cannot have a continent-sized arm. I don't know why I find such a problem in this. I thought we weren't gonna. I thought we weren't gonna get into scale. This but prescriptivism. It like it, it's just annoying to me. Anyway, uh, that's the last time I'll mention it. Um, in the same way, um, he flies toward. Um, Cybertron and Galvatron says, I have done as you wished. It was I who restored your mobility. Release me, noble ingester. Release me. And he's like, nah. Uh, Galvatron says, not Cybertron. Not my world. Which is kind of like, that's pretty sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we hear the sand- sound. But he of- looks at it in a real ownership way. Sure. Not necessarily a nostalgia. That's where I was born and raised. He looks at it like. Yeah. Except, except Galvatron really wasn't. Born and that's raised true. there. Well, that's what, again, call back to, like, he definitely <laughs> remembers being Megatron. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, and then we cut to Cybertron, where Shockwave says, Unprecedented life form approaching. <laughs> unprecedented? And, yeah, unprecedented. Prepare to repel unknown invader. Sirens and alarms sound as other Decepticons start preparing weapons, transforming to jet modes. Enormous shadow blots out the light, and Shockwave and others look off in horror, ad-libbing reactions of disbelief and shock. Investor flies into shot, then laughing, reaches down on the surface of Cybertron, dwarfing the planet by his immensity, as Ingester's huge hand reaches down, scraping buildings and weapons apart aside, oblivious to bursts of laser fire and cluster bombs that explode helplessly on his fingers. Ingester, <laughs> more energy, more. And that's where we'll stop for this minute. Excellent. I like where this is going. The next one's pretty interesting, too. There, and in my next one, there's actually a remaining reference to this idea of Ingester as uh, getting energy from oh, yeah? Uh, fire. Yeah, It's like all a, through this one. They, they keep maintaining that, yeah. Gotcha. They, they, it's, uh, there's a little vestigial bit of that, uh, but we'll get to it next it time. It seems like in this one, um, basically any energy that he is hit with like he consumes in the same way that Galvatron last episode Galvatron planted that bomb mm-hmm. and it bored to the core of Unicron but he just absorbed the energy it seems like that's what they're going for in this is that he, he just just anything it. you throw at him he consumes hmm. loves it all right all right so okay we can we can Uh, what's your iconic moment, Caleb Carter? Um, Let me I, put the, an image on for you. <laughs> the scene where the Decepticons are running across the bridges. Yeah, that, that scene where you don't even uh, know I, who those Decepticons him, are. Him slamming his hands down yeah. on Cybertron. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. You know? That was awesome. Boom. Shake, shake, shake the room. Boom. Yeah, that's mine. What about yours, Aaron? I just put seeing Shockwave again. Yes. It was, a, it was nice was, to see a familiar face for a moment. It's true. But that's it's the true. last time we'll see him. And Aaron's it's like, that's it. what you should have said, Caleb. Yeah. Expectations. Well, we just <laughs> traded places. Yeah. I like that movie. Crisscross. I'll make you jump. <sighs> you kill my mother, I'll kill your wife. Erwin! <laughs> Welcome to Reference Corner. <laughs> Ryan, what's your iconic moment? Um, I'm going to have to uh, put like just a ditto on the hand slamming into Cybertron. I would have yeah, said the rest of the transformation is. of Unicron, but yeah. that part where he hits Cybertron is so, like, not only animated in a really amazing way and, like, you feel it viscerally, but, like, the idea that now this planet where these characters that you've come to know and love come from is, you know... Seriously, being attacked is pretty. It's pretty interesting. Like, I'd like, to, I'd like to see Unicron being like, like 
banking Cybertron? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Because he's fucking it? <laughs> I said spanking it. That doesn't mean he's actually I fucking it. I think if you're it. spanking something, you have to be fucking it. Unless oh, really? it's a child. Oh, okay. Which I'm not for corporal punishment. So, spanking only for sex. So you guys, so you guys would say that that scene had a lot of impact. Wow! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when you talked about spanking Cybertron, it also made me think of that Dave Chappelle sketch where he um, he fights Godzilla and then <coughs> and then fucks a, a volcano. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. All right. Well. Uh, Next time on the Autobot Decepticast. Guys, the attack is on. It's Decepticons versus Unicron. It's Galvatron versus Unicron. Galvatron becomes a tapa. We have the unceremonious deaths of some more Decepticons. And we're going to reprise a little Stan Bush, people. This is mm. sure to mm. be an episode the Fuck likes yeah. of which you've never seen before. Except or, you've all seen it before. seen many, many times. <laughs> is, can you singularize tapa? Tapas? Yes, tapa. Is tapa a singular serving so, like, of tapas? This is I'm, a going, tapa. I'm going to lunch for a tapa because I only want one small plate. Bring, or is it just a single thing from a tapas? Like, I'll just have one doubled egg. Spanish listeners. Chime in. Yes, please. Oh. I don't know if we've had any any hits from Spain. Let's look into this. I will. Let's check the... The geography. The Autopod Globocast. I do like the geography function, even I though do. it's like, yeah. What else you got? What else you got, Twiz? <laughs> Listen to the show. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them at APODDCast. And the web presence at AutopodDecepticast.com. We'll have even more Flora Dairy. Yeah, Flora Dairy. Maybe I'll, I'll put some stuff up of the Star Trek Transformers mashup. Um, yeah, I'm again, a bunch of stuff I've forgotten that we talked about. I'll throw up there. <laughs> You tell us what you'd like to hear. <laughs> or see. Some throw mama from the train. That's right. Absolutely. Oh, nice. Which I think we've already put up on we have. before. <laughs> mentioned it on another episode. Oh, God. We've gone on so long. We're just retreading everything. <laughs> That's why it's good maybe that it has a shelf life. Because once we wrap to, like, episode 100, we're just rehashing our old shit. Ugh. Oh, my God. Well, this is another one. Oh, good. We ended on a really positive <laughs> note. Really positive. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. bye. You're great. You are great. Decepticast after dark, A-B-D-C-A-D, that's right, and today we are a very special episode, a very sexy episode, they're all sexy, I know that they are, but this one is a very special one, I'm thinking of a number, I'm thinking of the sexiest number that's ever been, no, it's not barely 18, that's not it, no, it's not threesome, it's everybody's favorite number, or should be, say it with me, ladies and gentlemen, number 69. That's right, it's 69, so everybody take your dicks out, take your pussies out, get them hot, get them wet for me, you know, and it, 
you know what? I'm already hot. I'm so fucking turgid. You can't even imagine. And it, it also, I am hot, but but I'm also wet. I'm hot and wet at the same time. And do you know why? It's because I have. I'm so excited. I have just a, so much pre cum glistening on the tip of my dong. <laughs> it is, and it's not normal pre cum neither. My pre cum is like constant cum. People love it. It's I'm, you know what I'm like. I'm like I'm like the male version of the female version of a squirter i'm a squirter squared i got i got so much freak i got i got freak I got pre-cum i got post-cum i once had a sideways cum ladies and gentlemen all and it was all over a group of nuns that were taking a tour of this cemetery. <laughs> did all the nuns get pregnant? Well, I tell you, no, they did not. And then let me tell you why, ladies and gentlemen. And this is a this is not a tightly guarded secret. This is something you should all know about me because it makes it so much more sexy. I have been fixed, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, your host. With the most, he has had his tubes cut, which means that I can no longer make the babies. And basically, all the semen just gets dumped into my bloodstream. And you know what happens then? My body consumes it. It just eats, it eats all my sperms. Just what was I talking about? What was I talking about? Oh, man, so sexy. 69 is the most musical, magical thing you could do with another person. Put a, Sit on their face. Let them sit on your face. You can do it sideways, where it gets, in case anybody's afraid of that, and you can just like like make a little yang yang. Sixty nine, motherfuckers, D- t- do it. Get your tubes fixed. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh. Blow cells, blow cells, where we sell good.